Well, good morning again, St. Paul's. Um, again, we're going to be moving through uh, morning prayer right too. So um, if you have a prayer book, I invite you to go get it. Um, but as we begin, I just want to uh, check in. Rainy, uh, this is unusual. Um, the staff had a big meeting on Thursday. We talked about all the things that we needed to do to safeguard our community. And one of them involved uh, closing our offices for two weeks. And, of course, the bishop has suspended all in-person uh, worship. Uh, so just a few notes about that. Um, if you do want to uh, reach any of the staff, you can always call the office and go into our um, extensions. And you can leave voicemails there, and those voicemails come directly to us on our computer. So um, you can use our phone system to your advantage if you need to reach any of us. Know that we'll find uh, your message. Um, Rainy, how are you? What's going on? Uh, tell us about what's going on at Westminster Canterbury. Well, Charlie, um, Westminster Canterbury, like uh, many senior living facilities, has uh, essentially put us all into qu- quarantine. Um, I live in independent living, and so I am able to leave the campus, um, but I'm screened every time I return, um, which is very wise. Um, if you live in the, the um, health care center or in an assisted living portion, uh, you may not leave, and you may not have any visitors. Some of the facilities around the, the city, I understand, are screening visitors, but are allowing people that seem to be at low risk, uh, so far anyway, to come uh, to come onto the property. But in the case of Westminster Canterbury, no visitors at all. Mm. Um, yester- we were, yesterday, yeah. you and I um, uh, were with Yvonne Harris. You know, yesterday was to be the funeral for Sonny, and of course, we could not hold that, so. Uh, uh, Charlie and I did go to Imperial Plaza, and we were uh, we lined up <laughs> with the other cars to be uh, screened as we entered. Um, they but, took my temperature through my forehead. Yeah, right. <laughs> with a, a thing. Exactly. Um, but we were able to meet with Yvonne and some members of her family um, who had come from other parts of the state, and um, uh, no touching, but lots of uh, lots of prayers and singing together. Uh, and sharing stories about Sonny. So we'll have a, uh, a real funeral uh, in God's good time. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, we were briefly together, and I think it meant a lot to Yvonne. Yep. And she knows, because so many people from St. Paul's have been calling her, um, uh, in some cases dropping off food, uh, she knows that St. Paul's is surrounding her now, and she's very grateful for that. Right, and pastoral care is also arranged to be in touch with some other um, of, of our homebound parishioners to make sure they, they stay connected right. during this time. So. Absolutely, right. Yep. And so if you have, um, if you have a particular need, um, do, as Charlie said, give us a call because we are um, able to, to respond um, to, to voicemails and we can call you back uh, if you have a particular need. And we also encourage you to reach out to other uh, people that you know um, who are likely to be experiencing uh, some uh, feelings of isolation or uh, fear or whatever during this time. Uh, as Charlie said, we are uh, particularly reaching out to people that we would normally be visiting or uh, people that we're praying for who are recovering from illness and otherwise um, un- uh, un- unable to be out and about. So uh, we're trying to do that to continue to be together uh, in spirit as much as we can. So stay tuned to uh, Facebook, to our website, and to the other communications, uh, and that's the way that we'll try to keep you up to date on things that are happening at St. Paul's. So let's begin morning prayer. 
We'll begin on page 76. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness because we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by following his laws which he set before us. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And turning the page, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we, we confess, confess that, that we have, have sinned, sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and, and our, our mouth, mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, is, is now, now, and will be forever. Amen. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 95. And you can turn to page 724 in the prayer book. Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. We'll read together. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now. And, and will be forever. Amen. So we're going to have our reading now. And our reading is this gospel that is appointed for today. And it's uh, in the gospel according to John, the fourth chapter. Beginning with verse 5. John chapter 4, beginning with verse 5. A reading from the Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar 
near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When He comes, He will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. The woman ran into the city and said to them, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? So many of the city were coming to him. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. So that's a long reading. (laughs) There's a lot in there. Big story. Big story, yeah. Um, And John does tend to take a little bit to get 
to get there. We won't take that long, but you've done some work on this sermon because you were going to preach today. Right. Uh, let's just start talking about, um, I've been to Samaria, Samaria ah. and I've had water from this well. Wow. So have, tell us about Samarit- the Samaritans in Samaria. Right. So by Jesus' time, the Samaritans uh, and the Jews were separated uh, religiously and, and to some extent ethnically. The Samaritans lived north, as you, as you, um, you know. And in the early days of the tribes of Israel, um, the, the place of worship where the ark was was in Shechem and in the northern part of um, the area. And um, over time, under David, the, the center moved to Jerusalem, and of course, ultimately, a temple was built. Um, but there remained um, people, particularly in that area, who considered that portion, that, that area, to be sacred and the place where they should worship. And they continued to do that. There was also uh, some uh, intermarrying and so forth. So uh, over time, there were ethnic uh, differences as well as religious differences. So again, by Jesus' time, um, as far as the Jews were concerned, the Samaritans were um, a minority that, that was despised because they were not following um, the true uh, commands of God as they understood them. So worship practice was, were different. L- right. Locations of, of the places of worship. Right, right. That's, that's kind of where Jesus is getting at. It, at some point, it's not going to matter where you worship, right? Right, right. Um, so. right. And because of Samaria's location, it's actually between um, Jerusalem and so forth and, uh, and Galilee. Uh, and most Jews would go around Samaria to get to Galilee so that they were not going through what they considered um, uh, hostile territory, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the, the mere fact that Jesus has gone uh, through Samaria on his way to Galilee is, is significant in itself. Uh, and then he sits down at this historic uh, site, the, the well that, uh, they, that belonged to Jacob. Right. Uh, and in the noon of the day, here's this woman who's come to draw water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, preaching about Nicodemus last week, mm-hmm. and um, if I had preached this week, I was going to compare these two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my teachers, Caroline Lewis, uh, writes in her commentary that there's, there's you know, this play of light and dark in the Gospel of John is really important. Um, and Nicodemus came in the dark of night, and he didn't quite get it. He was like, how can somebody be born from above? You remember that? Um, but this woman is like the opposite of Nicodemus. And she's like right out there in broad daylight, and she gets it. And what I appreciate about this woman is that she's like, okay, I get it. Give me that water. If this is the water you say I should be drinking and it should be coming from you, Jesus, then I'm down. <laughs> I will drink that water. So I just appreciate that about this woman and um, the, her, com- her comparison and her, her story as opposed to Nicodemus, who's supposedly a, a you know, scholar, right? right. So right. anyway, what would you preach on if yeah. you were going to preach today? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I'll notice that um, both Nic- the encounter with Nicodemus and with the woman of Samaria um, prompt Jesus to have some of the longest theological conversations he has with anyone. And they are not with his disciples. They are with out, outsiders. In the case of Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. In the case of the Samaritan woman, a person from another um, ethnic group and, an, and, and a woman, which normally a rabbi would not address a woman uh, in public uh, and certainly would not have a conversation to that extent with her. So um, 
that tells me that I think John is signaling to us early on, this is early chapters of John, that Jesus' message um, is, uh, is, is for all of us and beyond, beyond the normal circumstances of just rabbi and disciples. Um, mm. And then the fact that she is um, a person that um, is probably shunned in her community. Think about it. She's come to the well in the noon, the hottest time of the day, and no one else is there. Now, um, in a community like that, um, most wells are like the center of activity because people are constantly coming there to draw water. But you would do it in the evening or, or in the early morning before the heat of the day. Um, she's there by herself. And then as Jesus reveals her history, her story, we realize, I think, that she is um, outcast in her own community, probably, or certainly not a person of, considered to be of good reputation. Right. Um, and so the thing that really struck me about, I mean, there are many things about This is a wonderful story. It's just a wonderful story. Um, the thing that I was going to focus on today, and that I'm doing with you now, um, wherever you are, uh, <laughs> that, that, um, that Jesus understands her and, in fact, says, you have had many husbands, and you're, in fact, living with someone now who is not your husband, he says that as a matter of fact. He doesn't say it as a judgment or a, st- a statement about shame. And, and the fact, mere fact that knowing this, he is willing to sit with her and have a conversation, a very deep religious conversation, tells me that he totally accepts her um, and that her, uh, her story is important and telling the truth about her is important. But what I, loved, what I see is that then that, how that releases her she recognizes that Jesus is someone special. Uh, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she listens to his teaching. And then she is so excited that she goes back to her community where she is probably not welcome uh, to say, come see this man. Come see someone who told me everything I've ever done. See someone who knows the truth about me and who, who, has not, who does not judge me and does not accept me. This is an amazing person. I want you to come have the same experience. And she becomes, frankly, in some uh, ways, one of the first evangelists. She brings others to Jesus because of the experience that she has had of acceptance and of, and of the love of someone uh, that, that, that tells her that, that she is a beloved child of God. And what a transforming experience that is for her. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus is often doing that. He's helping us see ourselves more clearly, right? Right. Um, uh, uh, shining a light on, on the reality of who we are and saying, this, this, this is okay, this is who you are, and I love you. Um, we're looking ahead to something at St. Paul's that sounds a little bit like that. Right. Uh, this book that has been written about our own racial history, right. um, about who we are and who we have been, um, but, but does it define us in, in a particular way? So how does, how does this, what's the word for St. Paul's in that? Right. I think the story is um, um, a very good story for us to be hearing today because, as Charlie said, we're, we... Um, through the efforts of, of several of um, our congregation who have worked for years to pull together information, um, we're about to release a copy of, uh, of a book that helps us examine our history in a more comprehensive way than we have ever done, uh, to my knowledge, uh, before. Um, 
And that is going to be, it's truth-telling that can be discomforting, that can be um, disconcerting, that can perhaps um, maybe shatter, uh, I don't think that's too strong a word, shatter some of the myths uh, perhaps that we have had about ourselves and who we are. And I think looking to this story to see that Jesus says, says I, under, I want you to know the truth. I want to proclaim the truth about myself and that you can proclaim the truth about yourself uh, in a way that opens us up then to the healing power of God. And so as we move forward in Saint, at St. Paul's and, and read this book and have conversations among ourselves, um, I hope that we can do that in a way that is healing, that helps us uh, um, know the truth. Um, a few chapters from now, Jesus says, you, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And I think that's where we are right now at St. At Paul's. And so even though it may seem, um, why, why are we having to do this? You know, uh, are we doing this out of guilt or, or shame or whatever? I think Jesus is, is showing us in his, con- his conversation with this woman um, that when we know the truth, then, then, we, then we are better able to understand each other, how we got to where we are, and where we can go forward, knowing that God, God's love never fails us, and that the more we are truthful uh, about ourselves and with each other, the more we will experience that healing uh, power of God's love. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of what Bishop Curry says about Jesus' life-giving, liberating word. Right. This is about giving life, right. and, and truth is, is about giving life. Right. So, we, yeah, we th- but, I was just going to say, I think back to the experience in South Africa um, of Desmond Tutu with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, uh, an opportunity for people to tell their stories, to tell what had happened um, as a way of um, opening ourselves up uh, revealing um, some of our hurts and, and uh, as well as our mistakes and our and our um, uh, our stereotypes, our myths that we need to explore in a way that um, exposes them to the light of God. Just as you were saying, the light and darkness, the themes in John, we are bringing to light things that perhaps we would rather not think about. Some people and and and. I think uh, we'll do that knowing that God is in the midst of that process. Right. Well, let's land this plane. Okay. Um, I think of the words of Barbara Harris, the late Barbara Harris, who, who died d- yesterday. Right? Yeah. Uh, she said, the God that is behind us is stronger than the problem that is before us. Mm. So we've got a good, a good, strong, faithful God behind us as we move ahead. Absolutely. All right, well, let's turn now to our prayers. Um, We're going to continue on page 120. Hmm? Oh, sorry, that's evening prayer. How about 97? 97 with the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, 96, good. 96, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Father Almighty. Almighty. Creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. 
he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray together. Our Father, who who art art in heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom kingdom come, come, thy thy will be done, done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Suffrages A. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for today, the third Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you that the week to come may be spent in your favor through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A collect for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A collect for guidance. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I invite your prayers and intercessions. 
pray for those in need of God's healing for Bruce, Robin, Barbara, Malcolm, Liz, for Susan. We pray for all who have the coronavirus, for those who attend to their needs, for all physicians, healthcare providers, for a spirit of wisdom, attentiveness. We pray for those who have died, for Elizabeth, for Sonny. We pray for all who mourn. We remember Barbara Harris, the first African-American and the first woman elected bishop in the Anglican Communion. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our our prayers. The general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father Father of all mercies, we, your your unworthy unworthy servants, give you you humble thanks for for all your goodness and loving kindness to us us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to To whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Amen. A prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and those you love today and always. Amen. Amen.